It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. And we're thrilled to have BYU TV, BYU sports guy extraordinaire, uh, the voice uh, that we all love. Dave McCann joins us on the line. Dave, how you doing? Outstanding. Thank you. It's good to be a source on Inside Sources, finally. I, you know, I finally feel like I'm validated. And, well, well, for so long you were in the building, so I, you had to be kind of a double inside source at that point because you were an inside, inside, inside source. So, Yeah, now I'm an outside source. Inside there source. we go. Exactly. Uh, you wrote a great piece on uh, Deseret.com. Of course, everyone is uh, looking towards the start of college football and what that means. And this weekend, the uh, BYU Cougars uh, will be down in Las Vegas uh, for a big football game at the new amazing stadium down there. And uh, you wrote a piece that talked about how uh, how that is going to be the largest the largest crowd to see a college football game in Nevada, and how that actually came about. Tell us about it. Well, it's an amazing journey. BYU first showed up in Las Vegas in 1980 with Jim McMahon, and they blew out UNLV, and the attendants that I quote in the story were at that game that worked for UNLV, and they said they just saw these long lines of cars, like a Field of Dreams thing, that were coming to cheer for BYU, and that was the day they realized, you know what? There's something different about this group. And year after year, game after game, BYU's proven to be a hot ticket down there in Las Vegas. And years ago, during the basketball tournament at the Thomas and Mack Center, Pat Christensen, the president of Las Vegas events, uh, and at the time with UNLV over their facilities, approached me and said, hey, could could you introduce me to Tom Homo? And And, and they wanted to talk about the potential for playing a neutral site game in Las Vegas or games as UNLV or Las Vegas wanted BYU down as much as possible. And and that started the conversation of BYU thinking about playing neutral sites in Vegas. And, and this group that put this game together has nothing to do with that group as far as Las Vegas is concerned. But the idea uh, kind of came to life. And, and now we're sitting where uh, there are 59,000 tickets out, 6,000 left to top off the stage. Stadium uh, for Saturday night, and uh, it will not only be the biggest crowd for a college sporting event in the history of Nevada. In fact, it'll break BYU's old record they set against Oregon in the Las Vegas Bowl in like 2006. Um, it's going to be the largest gathering of BYU fans outside of the state of Utah in the history of the world, wow. and uh, that's going to be exciting when that team takes the field and they get welcomed back by a fan base that had to watch from a distance last year. Yeah. I mean, it is totally unique. Oh, so, and again, people coming back together, being in that environment uh, will be absolutely electric. I loved one of the things you pointed out in your uh, piece on Deseret.com 
was this idea that it really was a brand building exercise, as, uh, not just football based, but a, a real brand building. Tell us about that. The Las Vegas Bowl, and BYU had three losing seasons, and their streak of going to bowl games had ended when Gary Croton was the coach and Bronco Mendenhall took over. And BYU had to do a reboot, a rebuild of its history. And they went to, I think it was six straight Las Vegas Bowls and filled that stadium each time. And between the Las Vegas Bowl, their games with UNLV, and, of course, the relationship with ESPN, they kind of rebuilt their brand. And when they're doing well, like they did last year and coming into the season, the feeder groups of California, Arizona, Utah, and then all the other states feed into wherever the Cougars are. And uh, and we've kind of seen this brand build through Las Vegas over the course of the last two decades, three decades really, which is interesting because most teams build their brand in their own city, in their right. own stadium. But BYU has this like this this little special place in the world where um, where they've been able to do that. And UNLV, for example, is going to open their season at home in Allegiant Stadium Thursday night, and they'll probably have twenty thousand fans. Mm. BYU comes into their stadium three days later. And there'll be 59,000 fans. And I'll tell you, 80% of those are going to be wearing royal shirts. <laughs> it's just amazing. It'll clash with that silver and black from the Raiders uh, <laughs> there in Las Vegas. If you're just joining, we have Dave McCann on the line with us from BYU TV. And, of course, uh, uh, we always know him as our colleague from KSL TV for years as uh, just that incredible voice. And, uh, Dave, you called a, a lot of big games uh, over the years. And uh, this has got to be one that is going to be unique again as we look at where we were last year in the face of the pandemic. Uh, what does this one mean uh, coming back in this kind of environment uh, at this stage of the pandemic? I think it means... It means everything. It it means we're we're back together. The pandemic isn't over, and maybe we know how to deal with it a little more. And and a lot of us have gotten our shots, which is helpful. Um, you know, they're supposed to wear a mask into the stadium. Uh, I think that'll happen for probably the length of going into the stadium and sitting at your seat. But that's the rule. And uh, and the band will be there. They're they're on the road mm. to open a season for the first time in over twenty years. Wow. Uh, and in that story, you hear Tom Holmes say, "Hey, it's Vegas. It's showtime. It's." We missed everybody. They missed us. And it's just this giant gathering of, of the BYU community. Yeah. Uh, and I, I after this last year, I think that almost trumps the kickoff of the game. Just, uh, <laughs> I think that's just right. Just the lead up to it. <laughs> people high-fiving each other, sitting next to each other, and, and, and just relishing in our traditions that yeah. were put on pause. And it's never happened to us before. And I think we're just, as a community, we're just ready to... We're ready to get back. Yeah, wonderful. I'm going to sneak in one quick question here, Dave, just a, a minute to go on this. But you you posted on Facebook today talking about some of the writing you're now doing uh, for Deseret News. And just the, the writing, uh, I always lament that writing is the, the lost art in the world these days. And whether you're uh, an announcer, a radio person, a TV person, whatever you, or whatever kind of person you are, writing matters. And uh, it's something that we've just lost, but I love the way you framed that uh, on your uh, Facebook post today. Well, first of all, you're a really good writer, and uh, and I've read your material for a long, long time. To be able to capture a thought or a theme in words without the help of pictures and audio, that's a true talent. And it's, it's hard, and you can master it, uh, 
it's a lot of fun. And for me, the, the marriage of BYU TV and the Deseret News is awesome for me because it gives me a, a creative outlet. Most of my career has been, how can we jam all this information <laughs> into about 25 seconds? But now as a writer, uh, you get to go, hey, I can, I can take as much as I need to make this point. My, my challenge is it's got to be interesting. And people yeah. will read interesting things, and they will not read not interesting things. And so that's the, <laughs> that's the great challenge. Yeah. Of, and then if I fail to make my story interesting, then, then shame on the writer. Um, but that's our, uh, that's that's awesome. our quest. Dick Harmon, Kurt Craigthorpe, and Tom Wharton were great mentors for me when I was writing for the Daily Herald when I turned 14. <laughs> and uh, they've been great writers their whole careers, and it's really helped uh, be such a huge part of my career. Um, and I'll always appreciate those three. And now is a fun time for me to be able to sit back and, and, uh, and write stories that, uh, that people will hopefully find interesting and, uh, and the challenge for me to, you know, do what you do every single day, <laughs> which is make ordinary things interesting. Uh, Dave McCann, so great having you on. Uh, good luck with the big game this weekend. We'll continue to read your things on Deseret.com with the Deseret News. Just rounding out uh, the program here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio today. If you uh, just tuning in, uh, just about an hour ago, President Joe Biden spoke to the nation about the ending of operations in Afghanistan, what it is, what it means. KSL News Radio will continue to cover that throughout the afternoon. Uh, we also uh, spoke today about the importance of writing. If you want to really know what you think, write it down. And most important, it's time to think about addiction and overdose in a different way. Great event up at the Utah State Capitol tonight at 5.30 and 6.30. Don't miss that. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Your all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app, and in your car at 102.7 FM, KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.